Hi, welcome to another PSD cast from Power Systems Design. I'm your host, Alex Paulton. Today, I've got Michael Heaven. He's with Aurora Solar uh, Technology. And, um, well, we're going to talk about solar power, but we're going to talk about it from kind of a behind-the-scenes look. Isn't that right, Michael? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Alex. I'm looking forward to talking to everybody. You know, I, I'm really glad to have you on the show, Michael, because uh, I like to bring the attention of my audience to the infrastructure, what's going on behind the scenes, you know, because for all of us talk about solar and how clean and green the energy is, there's still a lot of dirty stuff going on behind the curtain, right? That's correct, Alex. It's, it's actually quite surprising the amount of variability that's coming off the production lines that are generating the cells that go into the panels that you see in the solar farm or on someone's rooftop. That level of variability uh, we thought was somewhere in the neighborhood of 5%. Uh, we're essentially creating at the end of the line uh, a number of cells uh, and they collect the ones that are of the same power and knit them into a, a solar panel uh, and every uh, production line is producing somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 25% downgraded or uh, lower power output than they desire. So you see a range of power offered for a given model solar panel. And that problem exists across the solar industry. And what we're all about is coming in and solving that problem and reducing that variability so that you produce a panel with one power output, the desired power output. And, and thereby reducing waste because then you, there were uh, fewer degraded panels that you have to deal with. Yes, and for the solar producer, they're already producing a, f a very skinny margin to begin with. So can you imagine getting to the end of the line, you've got all your sunk cost in the product, and you have to downgrade the price because it doesn't generate the power output you desire. So you sell it at break even or maybe even a loss, and there goes your margin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Although, the first thing that comes to mind, Michael, when I hear this is uh, LCD manufacturer and LCD yields, because back in the day, uh, uh, I, was, I used to think that LCD panels were the only technology that we allowed for while we were selling and buying them, uh, because we would tolerate all kinds of variances and dead pixels and displays back in the day just because that was all that was available and, I, and it sounds a lot to me what's happening now and I think uh, very similar the industry is migrating towards a point to increase yields or in the case of uh, LCD panels is more akin than to say LEDs where instead of having to bin product they're just all consistent. Exactly and, and the simple way to do that is to identify in your process where the key uh, variability is coming from and put in line measurement and close the loop on those tools that are generating that variability to reduce the variability at the end of the line. And that's where our company comes in making a product after the diffusion process. So you get a, a wafer of silicon that, uh, that is carved off an ingot, you roughen it, and then you put it into a furnace introducing a gas and that bakes the uh, silicon wafer and you get a, an electrical junction. But all it is is a piece of gray silicon from the eye. And the only way to measure it is to sink a probe into it and pass current through it. So they very infrequently take a wafer out of the production line, take it off to the lab, and 20 minutes later, 
they'll have a measurement of whether that cell is a good cell or a bad cell. Our product goes after the diffusion furnace, measures 100% of the cells as they run by without any disruption to production. And we can tell every single one of those whether it's going to end up in the best bin at the end of the line or the worst bin. The simplest form of control would be to collect the ones that are going to be garden lamps and push them off the production line. You'll save half a million dollars a year in yield loss just from that exercise. Just a smarter thing to do would be to control the tool and eliminate that variability, which is what we're doing. Now, um, is that more of a function, Michael, of the precision of the tool in its operation, or is it a materials issue that they're using too little or too much uh, material uh, in the process? Uh, does there, are there secondary benefits to this um, efficiency increase? The, it's all of the above. You have variability coming from the raw materials. You have variability from the furnaces, uh, from how the seals work in the furnace, from the gas flow into the furnace, uh, from the uh, way the gas circulates around the cells. We've, we've seen situations where the furnace is consistently producing bad cells right in the middle of the carrier because there's a dead spot in terms of the furnace and the gas doesn't mm. reach those cells. So, you know, it, it can be many, many different things. And the key thing is that there might be 10 furnaces feeding a line and you all of these carriers of wafers at 400 wafers typically per carrier and people are have no idea where where the wafers originated until they get to the end of the line when they're lit up and connected electrically then you actually know what the performance of the cell is so what you need to do is track the variability back to the tools and that's where our tool comes in because it's early in the process and that key diffusion step where you create the electrical properties in the solar cell is where we measure and identify what's going on. And we can tell you whether that's a furnace issue, a raw material issue, and identify the source of the variability. That's excellent, because to think about something like um, furnace inconsistencies, the first thing that would spring to my mind would be you'd have to run some type of a sensor array through the machine to make sure to find the, or have a thermal camera and do a heavy scan during processing to identify hot and cold spots. Uh, but it sounds to me like your process is much more um, elegant, simpler. Well, we know where the variability is coming from, and that's a huge uh, piece of information that the manufacturers, the uh, operators of these tools don't know. So all they know is at the end of the line, they start dropping cells into the lowest power bin. And they're, they're hunting around to say, where is that variability coming from on the production line? Without inline measurement at every step of the process, uh, certainly after the diffusion process, identifying where the variability is coming from in the furnace, you have no idea uh, where to look. So that's the first thing is so we, we boil it all down into a very simple graphic. Uh, if you have 10 furnaces uh, with four tubes per furnace, if it's green, it's producing top quality cells. If it's yellow, you're out of spec. And if it's red, don't put any more cells in there until you fix the problem. Mm. Very simple. So that's the simplest form of process control is to show the operator where the variability is coming from and help them uh, eliminate it. 
a better solution is to actually control that process, and that's where we ultimately are going to tighten the variability. So at the end of the line, you're producing cells with one power level and putting them into a panel where you make money. I didn't think this, this issue would be as widespread as it is, and the reason it hasn't been addressed to date has been this, this uh, curve of cost reduction driving the cost out of the solar manufacturing process. Uh, when I started, it was $3.50 a watt. Now these cells are selling at uh, $0.30 cents a watt, and people are talking about going below that. So uh, order of magnitude less uh, you can charge for the product so people don't want to spend a dime on their production. And they, yet they live with this really bad yield, and that's been the, but the subsidies have helped them be able to do that. So the industry is moving towards higher and higher efficiency. The window of for the producing those cells is tightening, and inline process control and automation is going to be absolutely essential for producing the cells that everyone is talking about, whether it be uh, perk cells or heterojunction cells that uh, Elon Musk is excited about. So now, how does it work? I call you up and you send over a whole bunch of experts or you just ask me for samples? or I mean, what's, what's the process? Typically, their awareness of, of the problem is, is the first step. So we'll come into a producer, we'll say, give us a boat of wafers. They'll go out and hunt for what they think is the best best wafers they've got in the plant and put it on the table. And we'll measure those uh, 400 plus wafers and we'll show them the variability and their jaw hits the table because they have never done that. Because just doing that manually in the lab, 20 minutes per cell, 400 cells, it's just not done. So we take all those cells, we show them a graphic, they go, that's unbelievable, we had no idea. We don't believe it is often the uh, reaction. So they'll take one of the worst cells we identify off to the lab, and they'll say, oh, yeah, you're right, that's uh, a bad cell. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, all, and immediately we'll have credibility of showing them the degree of which this variability is coming from. And the furnace suppliers, they'll all tell you their furnaces work beautifully and there's no variability coming out of their furnace. But the reality is any boat of wafers that we've tested around the world, doesn't matter which producer, have variability that shocks them. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, you know, and, and actually that makes a lot of sense, though, because uh, one of the things that uh, my audience uh, hears me say quite often is that I evaluate technology based upon the level of precision involved. Uh, you know, it's easy to apply force, but how precisely can you apply that force? And so you're literally discovering and assisting them in applying their technology more effectively and more precisely to create a more precise product, a better product, which then just cascades through the entire system. Yes. And they all know that they're downgrading the product at the end of the line. They're not happy about that, but they don't know why that variability happens on their production line. And, and as soon as we get a shift in their efficiency, so the end of the line, the average efficiency increases for about a 0.2% efficiency improvement. Uh, we're talking a million dollars a year in, uh, in savings for that producer. Hmm. Hmm. So the numbers are quite staggering. 
uh, and oftentimes we're talking about a much higher efficiency improvement than that. So you can see the multiples occur quite uh, quite dramatically. And as people move to more and more sophisticated cells and the efficiency levels get higher, uh, this is becoming even more critical. So we originally looking at six or five or six steps to produce a solar cell. Now some of the producers are talking 20 to 25 steps. So the sophistication of that cell, it's no longer doped on one side, it's a sandwich. There are uh, higher areas of doping in selected areas uh, as one technology. Uh, and, and those technologies require even more than ever uh, this inline measurement and control. And, and that's where uh, these lines are then being upgraded and our products are being, uh, we're, we're, we're now getting calls from people just saying, we're upgrading our line to 22% efficiency uh, mono perk, and we, we would like to uh, put your product after our diffusion furnace to ensure that our process remains in control. Mm -hmm. So now where do we go to find out more information? What's your website? Is there a phone number? Uh, it's uh, aurorasolartech.com, and uh, you can also call us. Uh, that number is on our website as well. You can learn more there. There are presentations and other materials on our website. Uh, or if you can give us a call as well, and we will be happy to uh, uh, tell you, uh, give you some examples and uh, some uh, typical uh, savings that come from our products or look at your cells. Uh, we get boxes of cells in the mail, uh, people saying, can you tell us what you see here? We think there's a problem, and then, and then we test those cells and give them a, a, a report, and that usually leads to uh, a request for a proposal. Excellent. Hey, Michael, before I let you go, I always let my guests have the last word on my show. could be a little bit more about uh, the services or the company or just a tip for our audience, but the floor is yours. So our, our goal is to be the quality control solution for the photovoltaic uh, industry. The desperate need to reduce variability and eliminate the downgraded product and it's uh, literally billions of dollars is wasted in this space that uh, we, we are looking to uh, be the de facto standard in the industry. And we're, we're, we've gained traction with some very significant players, and they are buying our products exclusively, and we're looking forward to uh, being that in the future for uh, all the producers and eliminating that problem from the industry. Hello, Mike, you're coming in a little broken. Can you repeat that last line? We're looking to be the de facto standard of controlling and eliminating variability in the solar industry, uh, which will save that industry millions and millions of dollars a year for every producer out there and make the products more affordable for everyone in the, in in the world. Well, there you go, Mike, and it's also uh, speedy adoption and everything. Well, like I said, cascading benefits. I'm really glad you came on the show today, Michael. Uh, it really um, it gave me some very good information. I'm very, very pleased, and I know that my audience definitely got something out of it. So thank you again. And when uh, you have something else to talk about, bring, uh, we'll bring you back onto the show. We'll chat some more. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, the pleasure is mine. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience to, uh, for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Power Systems Design. Have a great day.